You are listening to episode 16 on the NLC Groups podcast. For more information on the groups that we are offering in our winter semester, visit nlcgroups.com. And for group leader resources, please visit nlc.tv slash nlcgroups. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the NLC Groups podcast. So glad that you're listening with us today. Um, And I'm so excited today because I have a guest with me, uh, one of our very own location pastors, Pablo Lopez, is in the house. What's going on, brother? Hey, man. How's it going? Good, good. Uh, For those of you who don't know Pablo, Pablo is the location pastor at Next Level Church Concord and is doing an unbelievable job there pastoring and leading his teams. Uh, he's also been rocking small groups at his location as well and doing a great job with the small group life there, which is why I wanted to hear a little bit from him and what he's doing at his location. Uh, maybe share with you guys a little bit about what's going on there at, uh, at Concord. So anyway, welcome, man. It's good to have you on, on the podcast. And uh, hey, guess what? You're the first guest I've had on this podcast. Completely honored, man. I appreciate you asking me to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited that that, that you're here, bro. So, um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about about group life at uh, at your location. Um, for those of you who who don't know, Concord is in New Hampshire, so a lot of our locations are spread out in northern New England here. Um, so, hey, the first question I got for you, man, is. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe about your location and, and how you got started. Uh, I know when you got started there in Concord, you guys were meeting in a uh, at a high school, right? Uh, actually, it was a, it was a primary school, and um, well, I, I guess like, I'll back up a little bit, just a little bit about myself. I'm actually from uh, the South. I was born in Virginia, yeah, and uh, was kind of raised all throughout the South. Uh, growing up, up until I was about five years old, um, my father uh, uh, used to do um, migrant work. So I mean, he he kind of picked every vegetable or fruit he can imagine. But we ended we landed in West Virginia when I was five, and there was like year uh, round work for him there. So that's that's basically where I grew up, and that's where I started uh, going to church and uh, where I received my calling of God to ministry and. Um, so, uh, three years ago, this March, um, I ended up coming on staff at NLC and at the time NLC had, uh, was launching their fifth location. And so we were meeting at uh, Millbrook primary school in Concord and we met there for basically a year and a half, um, before we, uh, started meeting in, um, this permanent facility that, uh, we're in now. Of course, we took five months to, do demo and reconstruct everything to make it look like NLC. Um, but that's how I ended up here. And, uh, you know, we started with a, a really 14 people uh, in Concord that were part of Next Level Church uh, and uh, at that school. And, man, we opened our doors the first day. And if anybody's been at NLC long enough, uh, they'll know that when we open our doors, like hundreds of people show up. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. That's <laughs> so, awesome, man. Um, but yeah, so now here we are, and uh, we've just seen incredible growth, and uh, I'm just excited about you know what God has for us going forward. So cool, man. That's really awesome. And uh, may I just add as well that I did uh, have a role there in, in helping a little bit with the construction of your location. So <laughs> that's right. I think you painted a wall. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, you did a lot. You and all the LPs. Yeah, that's man. the one thing I love about our church is that. 
we're not we've always been the sort of church that had yeah. grit. So we never ask people to do things that we're not willing to do ourselves. Exactly. So at every launch we've ever had, our staff members are there painting, yep. you know, doing demo. Pastor Josh has been at every single uh, construction site working, you know, yes. uh, even for launches, like he's out there planting yard signs. <laughs> Uh, that's that's always been the heartbeat of this church, and I think it's really cool that uh, that you got to be a part of that, man. So I appreciate the the work you put in too. Yeah, man, that's that's how we roll at NLC here. Um, well, cool, man. And um, so as far as group life is concerned, um, I love what you did for your groups expo. Um, so what we do at Next Level Church, and a lot of churches are doing this as well, but to kick off groups, we do like a two week group expo. Um, and really loved what you did. Um, could you share with our, li- our listeners a little bit about what made your group's promotion successful? Um, I loved seeing the pictures and everything that you had going on in your lobby um, and the huge crowd that was there as well. Um, so what do you think you did that made it successful this year for the winter semester? Well, I did what you asked me to do, Pastor Brad. <laughs> <laughs> And that's part of the reason why it succeeded. Well, what I loved is that you followed like my notes to a T. Like everything <laughs> was done exactly how I wrote it down. So, <laughs> well, listen, that I think that speaks to the the vision that was in your heart about where, as a church, we wanted to see NLC NLC groups go. And yeah. so, you know, if I'm just honest, I, I was just trusting your leadership in that, and the fact that you had thought through and done the research and came up with those ideas. Yeah. So, you know, it was just, I felt like incumbent upon me at that point to just say, you know what, if, if he thought through this and they all sounded like great things. So I was like, why not? Yeah. So, yeah. um, so, you know, we did the group's expo and we had, you know, we had balloons up and we had, uh, I had several people at our location, um, make, uh, cupcakes and they, we had pizza Yep. And uh, we just we really made it an event, and I think that was the difference between what we've seen in the past. I mean, Conquer's always had pretty healthy uh, group numbers, but but this was crazy. Like I, I I'd never seen a response like this before. Like we saw this time. Yeah, man. Uh, and it really just made me realize something that I've been thinking about recently, anyways. Um, and that's just that uh, church health in general is, is always tied to relationship. Yeah. And when you're creating an environment where People are like eating together and they're, you know, and they kind of are hanging out and having conversation. Um, it's so much more likely that people are going to have like uh, just intimate moments uh, with one another and also with God. And so I yeah. think that uh, I think that that provided an atmosphere that you don't get from just simply standing up and making an announcement. Hey, we got groups, you know, you guys should go yes, in a lot. Exactly. Like now we, we created a place and um, and I think that matters. Yeah, man. And uh, we got, you know, we got 10 different locations. I mean, a lot of our other locations as well, they did an exceptional job. Our LPs really did a great job with setting up their lobbies. Um, And so it was really cool to see um, the results of that for our winter semester. And I mean, I'm already thinking ahead to our, our spring slash summer semester and our fall semester. And I can tell you right now, we're going we're gonna to even go over what we went uh, what we did for our winter semester, man, it's going to be cool. What we, what's coming up next? So, I believe um, that. Yeah, um, cool, man. So, another question for you: uh, Why do you think people gravitate to groups at your location? What do you, what do you think um, interests or makes people want to sign up for groups? So, this has been something that I 
really <laughs> am just passionate about because, yeah. as I said a little bit ago, like I'm 100% confident that um, the, that the kingdom of God, that the gospel message is thrusted forward in the context of relationship. Yeah. Um, in fact, something that I've been really sharing with my location in the, uh, here like the last couple of weeks is if, if you read Acts chapter 2, um, at the very end of that chapter, um, you hear the, the, the writer um, explaining what the early church looked like. And he said, listen, you know, they had everything in common and they, they were going to the temple daily and they were eating in one another's homes every day <laughs> and breaking bread. And then he ends the chapter saying this. He says – and the Lord added daily to the number those who were being saved. And I just thought, like, I read that a couple weeks ago, and I thought, man, like, there has to be a connection there. <laughs> and, you know, like, they didn't just, like, the writer didn't just put that in there to put it in there. Like, yeah. because when I look at over the years at, um, at people who have grown in their rela- relationship with God, it's always been a direct result of their relationship with others. And so I think that because I've just been so passionate about seeing people in those relationships, yeah. I've made sure that like the people that are serving underneath me yep. um, know that like like I don't just say like hey it's important to be in groups. I'm like no, we have to do this or our church isn't going to get healthier. Exactly. We have to yeah. do this or the gospel message isn't going to like you know people will come into the church they'll they'll hear a message it might inspire them but they're not going to grow in their faith they're not going to get plugged into the church and eventually in 6 months in a year they'll leave yeah so the really the only way that the church can continue to grow in health uh is for people to do life with one another so i have a question that every single person that's serving on teams is supposed to be asking people in the weeks <laughs> leading up to groups that's and awesome. that question and that question is this what NLC group are you a part of? And uh, and and they know like that. That's just the thing here, Concord. Yep. They ask that question the weeks leading up to group for two reasons. One, because it immediately sets an expectation that hey, this is something that we do. You should be in a group. But the other thing it does is it opens up a conversation of like, well, hey, if you haven't signed up for a group yet, yeah. I would love if you came with me. And yeah. so it it uh, it gives the opportunity for a personal invite to take place. And I think that uh, in my experience that people are much more likely to attend a group if they get a personal invite um, than just a, yeah. a regular announcement from stage. So, yeah. But yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, I agree with that 100 um, percent. What type of small group leaders do you have at your location and how do you care for them? Uh, well, I mean, we have pretty much every kind of group you can think of. We have men's groups, yep. uh, women's groups. We have Bible studies. Uh, we have uh, young adults groups. So you know, they're they're pretty you know pretty diverse as far as what we offer. Um, as far as uh, caring for people, um, one of the things that we did here was I kind of identified somebody that could be a mouthpiece uh, for me. Um, as well as help me with spiritual care. So this is my group's coordinator okay. uh, who basically uh, I give information to about upcoming events and things like that that the group leaders need to know. Yeah. Um, but, he, but he's also the guy that's, that's you know, checking in with them, asking, you know, how they're doing, if they need prayer, is willing to pray with them. Um, and that's good because if, if, if he hears something from them and there's a concern or maybe something that needs to be addressed – 
um, he can bring that to me and I, you know, and I can contact that person and sit down and have a heart to heart and just pray with them and, and help them through whatever it is they're going through. Um, yeah. but it, it provides a, a little buffer for me because to be, you know, to be honest, as a leader, you can't, you can't always be every day with every single leader. So having other people that are underneath you that can help you carry the weight of that ministry is really important. So groups coordinators, uh, I think pivotal for the health uh, of any location uh, and groups growth as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do know that that's, um, a few of our locations have a groups coordinator, but that's something that we're really pushing towards for the next couple months here at NLC is getting a groups coordinator at each location. Um, and really that just frees up the location pastor a ton. Like, I mean, they're overseeing groups, they're checking in with leaders, um, you know, checking in on the health of their groups, giving them recommendations. And so small groups coordinator for a church is, is a big deal. I think it's a great, great role to have. There, there's um, one, there's one other thing yeah. that, um, uh, that I do once a month with my leaders during the group semester. And that's that I have a once a month, um, what I call a leadership advance. Yeah. And that's where all of the leaders at my location, whether they're a, a, a team coordinator or groups leader, or they have some other role, yeah. uh, we come together, we worship together. Um, there's usually some sort of teaching that's involved in there. Um, nice. It is an absolutely incredible time, but but those times are really meant for refreshing because group leaders are pouring out so much during the semester that it's really difficult sometimes for them to get poured into. And I can't be the guy that, like I said, that's meeting them every single week to do that. So we really just take that one time a month where we say, hey, you know what? We're going to come in here and we're just going to pour into you. This is a time for you to come and you to attend. You don't yeah. have any responsibilities. Just show up and uh, and we're going to pour into you. And, and they, those have been phenomenal evenings uh, that we spend together. And, uh, and I think transformative because it also gives me as the pastor the ability to kind of pour my heart out um, so that they can hear from me as well. So, yep. Sweet. Um, hey, have you had people attend groups at your location who are now leading groups of, of their own? This is this is something that I'm going to be putting a lot more or giving a lot more attention to um, because I think it's so important that we we see new group leaders rise up and yeah. lead a group. Um, man, the, the thing I love about Next Level Church is we've got so many seasoned group leaders that that keep coming back every semester to lead a group, man. Those those are our heroes. Are right? you know? I mean, those are the ones that keep coming back, and they have a passion for it. Um, but it's a beautiful thing to see people come out of these groups and say, "Hey, you know what? I think I want to lead a group of my own." So, have you seen that going on at your location? Absolutely. <laughs> the, <laughs> That's exciting, man. That, one of the things I tell my leaders um, is really something that uh, that an old pastor mentor of mine poured into me early on in ministry. And he always used to say this to me. He would say, Pablo, uh, work yourself out of a job. Um, and, uh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. And, and what he, what he taught me essentially is that, um, is that true leadership is succession. Yeah. True, true leadership is when you ha- have been able to really identify the giftings in other people and to call it out of them so that they can step into a position of leadership um, and influence others as well. I I really think that a good group leader isn't just a person that gets a lot of people in their group, but there are people there there are people that understand that that if the church is going to be healthy, that God's actually called them to disciple people. Yep. 
That means disciple them and grow them into more leaders. If, if we're not, if our leaders aren't doing that, then then the church will stop growing. I mean, that's just the yeah. way it works. And um, and so that's that whole relational thing. It's being aware that that there are people that are that were in a group just like you were, and someone recognized potential in you. And they came to you and they said, hey, would you be interested in leading a group? And so you have to have those same eyes to identify those people. Take them under your wing. Maybe give them a week during the semester where they are the ones that are asking the questions, you know, and allow them to get their feet wet in that way. So we definitely do have people that are leading groups now that were attending groups initially, but, you know, they were approached by a leader and uh, and they were asked to step up and they did. And you know what? I think it's awesome. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, I'm going to skip down a few questions. Um, just, I, I know we're going a little, a little over time, but, um, um, actually let me ask you this one. Here's the million dollar question. You ready? Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do you think groups are successful at your location? Um, I think honestly it's because <clears throat> of how intentional we are with promoting groups yeah and and how i think relentless like our team is in um and connecting with people you know one of the things that i you know put stipulations up on right away is like listen if if somebody signs up for a group you should call that person within 24 hours yeah like you got to strike while the iron's hot. Why are you going to wait a week or two weeks to contact a person that's expressed interest in a group? Like yeah, that's just poor yeah. leadership. So jump right away and say, hey, man, like so glad you joined up. Give them the information that they're seeking because if, if you wait too long, interest will begin to wane. Yeah. And so I just tell my leaders, listen, as soon as you get that interest, jump on it. Follow up with them. Send out reminders before group's going to start and say, hey, group's starting in two days. Just want to let you know. Uh, follow up with people when they don't show up, call them or email them and say, Hey, just let you know, we missed you a group. Here's the, here's what we covered in groups so that they're, uh, they understand like what they missed. And if they come the next week, they'll come feeling a little bit more prepared. Like they didn't miss out on anything and that you actually noticed that they weren't there. So it really just comes down to intentionality. The more intentional you are about maintaining those relationships and building them. Yeah. Uh, I think you you see, and, and you know what? It actually strikes people as uh like you care about them (laughs) (laughs) and i I think that's important when people can sense that you're actually like pursuing a relationship um that matters you know i've had people that have come up to me and say you know like just as an lp like you know i'll call first time guests and sometimes i'll call them two or three times and i've had people say you know what i'm I'm a stubborn person and like you know thank you for not giving up on me and i I will have that coffee with you you know (laughs) and some people just like that you just have to you have to just go the extra mile to reach out to them again and um and i think honestly it really just boils down to that just intentionality yeah i I agree man 100 percent um, so most of our listeners are, are pretty much our, our group leaders leading groups of, of their own. And I guess the last thing I would ask today is if you could say, uh, share something helpful, um, with them, um, something that they could use, what would you say? Oh, wow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think you pretty much said a lot of helpful stuff today, man. This was good. This was great. I hope so. I, 
I'll tell you the thing that's really been on my heart lately, and I, I think that this is very important uh, for group leaders. One of the most important things that I, I can think of right now, and that is um, please do not ever um, allow groups to be a substitute for authentic and genuine relationships. Yeah, um, that's I good. Think, I think that if you're not careful – um, you can think that you're being successful because you have a lot of people in your group, but if there aren't genuine relationships that are being birthed out from that, yeah. then it really isn't that successful. What do I mean by that? If you're a group leader and you go from semester to semester and nobody from your group has been to your house for dinner or you haven't went to each other's kids' games or you, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. nothing – there's zero relationships that's happened then you're not really building genuine relationships. Those people, you can't say you're doing life with those people. And I think that that's the whole point of Acts chapter 2. It says, right, that they were breaking bread daily, that they were going to the temple, that they were doing life together. Yeah. And that's that's where the strength and the power is. And I think that if, if we're not careful, we just we can see the number of groups and think, hey, you know, we're doing a great job. And in reality— you know, people could be going to church for years and actually feel like they don't have a church family because yep. they never see people outside of that group or just church on Sundays. It, it has to like I'll put you like this: groups have to be the place where those relationships are started, but that's yeah. not where they end. Yeah, exactly. Good man. Hey, thank you so much. I mean, a lot of that was a lot of good information and. Uh, Definitely helpful um, for all of our listeners. And so everybody, Pablo Lopez, thank you for being on the podcast, man. And uh, it was great having you. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate you. All right. Well, that's it for this podcast today, everybody. And uh, we look forward to talking with you again on the next podcast.